All right, Mike Varley here, and welcome to this edition of the Varley Vehicle. Let's step inside, strap ourselves in, and take our mind for a little drive. This past weekend, I actually had the opportunity to go see a mentor of mine live and in person. And the amazing thing is this gentleman was putting on a free seminar. How many times you hear free? Now, I had a decision to make. Because it just so happened that the seminar was about 300 miles from my house, which isn't that long of a drive. It was on a Saturday, which worked into my favor. Unfortunately, Friday, that Friday was my 10-year wedding anniversary. So my wife was asking me if I was crazy, one, to want to go to this. Because my plan was to take my wife out to a very nice romantic dinner, just the two of us, leaving my three sons at home. And then by the time we got home, I relaxed for a little bit and then go to bed and get a whopping two, three hours of sleep and drive to Cincinnati to hear this mentor speak. And she thought I was crazy. And she sort of kept asking me, yeah, are you really going to do this? Yes, 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 I'm really going to do this. So, being a human like everybody else listening to this, what starts to happen is the closer you get to the day. Now, again, I've already pulled the trigger because I've already signed up for this. Didn't cost me anything. Uh, you know, there's a snowstorm coming, and the closer it got, the more the monkey chatter started in my mind of, you have a couple of his tapes. Do you really need to see a guy in person? You know a story. I mean, seriously, what's, what's it, what's it going to do? What, okay. That's a Saturday. You can spend time with your family, but you're really going to drive the five hours and get two hours sleep and stay there for eight hours and then turn around and drive home. Is it really worth it? Now, it was worth it. So first off, I want to tell you, if you ever get the chance to see one of your mentors in person, by all means, do it. Yes, I did know this guy's story. But to hear him tell it in person, live, right in front of you, boy, that adds a whole new dimension to how powerful that story is. Which leads me to, to you know, one of my goals, one of my visions is to set these boot camps up myself, which that's what I'm in the process of doing. So those of you are fans, uh, someday you will get the opportunity to see me live and in person. What I could not comprehend about going to this event was just how of a profound impact it would have on me. You know, everybody needs motivation. The great Zig Ziglar, uh, somebody asked him, motivation you know, really doesn't last that long. And his answer to that was, just like a bath, you need to take one every day. And that's what motivation is. You need to be motivated every day. And this is what this gentleman did for me, just kicked it into another gear for me. So, uh, interesting thing is when I come back and I was, um, talking to, uh, a couple people and it, it's just amazing that, that, you know, these people's outlook on life and this story is sort of like a tale of two cities. Um, I was speaking to one person, went into, uh, an office and was talking to this lady and it, it was much to my surprise. The office was in the process of closing down and, um, 
I said, what's going on? She said, yeah, the doctor's going to be retiring. And he's, uh, he's going to be leaving there to get someone else in there. So right off the bat, my little motivational side kicked in. And uh, I wanted to strike up a conversation with her just to see, you know, where her thinking was with this. Because it, I just had gone through this not too long ago uh, myself. And I asked her, I said, what, uh, what are your plans? And she got a worried look on her face, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping to hang in there. I'm hoping they bring me along, although I really don't have computer experience. And, you know, if they have a computer system, I'm sort of going to be lost there. And uh, her whole idea was to just, oh, you know, she said, you know, if I can just hang on for four more years, then I will be able to retire and collect a little bit of unemployment. But my husband, now that guy, I am going to make him work until he's 67 so he can collect the full retirement and then we'll be getting the big bucks. I said, wow. I said, well, let me ask you, what are you going to do if, if you don't, you know, if they don't keep you on board? I don't know. That was her reply. I don't know. So I said, um, do you have a passion? What's your passion? You know, if you could do anything, anything in the world, what would it be? She looked at me and she said, I'd like to just stay at home and do nothing. Stay at home and do nothing. Wow. Wow. That's almost unimaginable. Now, I know some people listen to this are thinking, you know what? That sounds pretty good to me. But, you know, if you're not expanding in some way, shape, or form, and I don't mean, you know, around your waist size, I mean, your mind, if you're not expanding your mind, expanding your life, you're dying. It, it's, it's plain and simple. So basically, that's what she, that's what she was telling me, is she basically want, wants to sit around and do nothing and just wait, you know, however time she has left, just doing nothing, taking up oxygen. I said, well, you know, now, you know, you'll be on unemployment. That's the time to really find what you want to do. I said, make sure it's your passion because the money will follow. Whatever you want to get into, now is going to be the time. You, you, you have all the time in the world to figure out what you want to do and to take action. You know, I'm big on that, taking action on what you want to do. And then she looked at me and said, you know what? It doesn't matter because they said in 2012... We're all going to die anyways. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, in 2012, we're all going to die anyways. That's what they're saying. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Number one, who's they? <laughs> we're all going to die. So at that point, I felt, you know, there's really no need to carry on this conversation because... You know, obviously this woman has a plan for her life and, uh, you know, she's stuck where she is and, and her only way of thinking is to stay exactly where she is and go out and find another receptionist job where you don't need to use a computer and you can make in, you know, a whopping nine, ten, seven, eight dollars an hour. Wow. 
seriously, that's 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 a waste, you know, because the fact of the matter is God puts a desire in each one of us. And, and I, I mentioned this before. He wants to see us expand. And God does not want to live through us simply by sitting at home and basically doing nothing. Oh. Now, here's the other story. Talking with a friend of mine, telling him how I'm really into motivation and my goal, a motivational speaker, is to become more busier with that, if that's the correct uh, use of the English language there. Uh, eventually come out with my own product line, which I'm in the process of getting together now, and run with this because there are people who need my help. And I'm not saying that egotistically. There are people out there, like this woman here, who cannot make a decision. And that's that's what my area of concentration is right now, is helping people make decisions. So I'm telling him about this and about how I got started and, and you know, my history. Um, there, uh, the thing about you know, how the human body works is... If you have whatever you're born with, uh, personality traits, mannerisms, you know, you pass that down to the next generation. As simple as that. And if no one corrects those, the next generation inherits those. And an interesting test on this, on this theory is when you get married. And that brings us right into focus because you have two people coming together. You know, obviously one person, you know, say the groom raised obviously by one family, the bride raised by another family. Those two get together and all of a sudden it's like, that's not how I grew up. That's uh, not how we cut our steak. Uh, why are you fooling your, your laundry like that? That's not, you fold it this way. So there's, there's generations of learning coming, you know, coming to a full force right there, coming to a battle. So what happens you know, you teach your children, hey, this is how you fold clothes. Oh, uh, you cut your meat this certain way. Uh, you do this, you do that. And if you don't like those, unless you change them yourself, that's what you're going to pass on to your children. And the reason I bring this up is because I am a product of, of uh, parents, especially on, on my father's side, who could not make a decision. Or if they, if they, made a decision they, they couldn't take action on it. Reason one of the reasons being is they did not they could not see into the future. And what I mean by that is a vision. Usually if you make a decision you're basing it on an end result that you desire. And if you believe in that end result, the decision's easy. Matter of fact, the stronger that desire, the easier it is to make that decision. Uh, my grandfather, there is a uh, Really famous road, well-known road in the North Hills section of Pittsburgh, where I'm from, that, oh, not 100 years ago, but let's say 90 years ago, 90, yeah, 90 years ago, my grandfather had the chance to buy as many acres as he wanted to on this road. At the time, it was, I mean, it was a road, but not like the roads we have now. It was probably a one or two lane road, hardly any business, no business on it. Matter of fact, it was just woods and an occasional farm. And my grandmother said to him, why do you want that? Because it's always going to be farmland. Why, why, you know, what are you going to do with that? It's always going to be farmland. 
he did not buy any of the property. Today, that property, that road is a four-lane road, and then you throw in the turning lanes, and it is nothing but businesses from one end of it to the other end of it. He missed out on an opportunity to make a killing. To make a killing. Why? One, because he didn't make the decision. Two, he couldn't see. He, he might have seen it, but he didn't believe in it. And he followed someone else's advice, being my grandmother, who could not see the future. And that's what happened. So that to be a lesson to you there. If you're taking someone's advice, and we talked about this on, on the podcast, Help My Lifeguard Can't Swim, you better make sure they're looking the same vision as you are, or don't take the advice. You know, so that trait was passed on to my father. And my father has a difficult time making decisions. And my father believes that you have to have a paycheck and benefits, and then you go from there. And this is, and because he had this faith in that, that way of thinking, he's a, he's a guy who, when he wanted something, he worked two and three jobs. He had work his main job, then he'd get side jobs. For years, he was a, uh, a maintenance man at the local school school for the local school district and then a police officer at night. So here's a guy who the only way he could figure to get ahead using a paycheck was to work, you know, 16 hours out of the day. You throw in time, travel back and forth to work, you know, so we're looking at a guy who is you're basically getting four or five hours sleep a night. And no wonder the gentleman is so tired. You know, he's in his retirement and he's just, he's tired. No, no wonder. So that's why I got into this because I want to break the cycle. I will break the cycle for my three sons. So I'm telling this story to my buddy. And he looks at me, or, you know, and says, wow, you really have a passion for motivation. And I do. And just by talking to him and telling him my story, the light bulb went off. In his mind, he said, you know, I've had, a, I've had a, uh, an idea for something that I really haven't shared with anybody. I've been kicking around here and there. But I've always been sort of leery to take action on it. He said, but you now have made me see it in a different light. And now that's something I'm going to start working on. So there you go. There is the tale of two cities. One person who was just afraid to get out of their own way, just will not, is actually using their brain. And this is another podcast I'm going to get into. Your brain versus your mind. You know, the brain works for a paycheck. The mind looks for independence and knows the money, the money will follow. So, you know, my other buddy here, he, he can see that he can see the future for himself and where he wants to be as opposed to working for the paycheck, and then you, you have essentially handed all your decisions over to somebody else. Wow. So the action for today is going to be visualization. And we talked about this before, your passion. But here's my question for you. When do you do it? I know I've, I've told you in the past, you should do it right before you go into bed, which, again, that's an excellent, excellent idea because then your subconscious mind, it gives that subconscious mind something to chew on while you're sleeping it's great food for that subconscious mind but also 
I want to, I want you to start visualizing during the day. See the outcome that you want. There's a lot of time during the day when I'm sure you're sitting around sort of utterly just daydreaming. And when you're doing that, make sure it's on your vision. Make sure it is on your burning hot desire. All right. Hey, let's pull the vehicle back inside. Put it in park. You have a great day because, again, you absolutely deserve it. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Thank you very much for listening.